Welcome to the C2C Podcast. I am your host, Derek Anderson. After holding my first event in 2010, I went on to create Startup Grind, a 400-chapter community based in over 100 countries. Along the way, I discovered the greatest marketing tool of all time, your customers. Yet, I couldn't find anyone sharing how to build a community where people could experience your brand in person or at scale. On this show, we talk with the brightest minds and companies on the planet about how to build customer-to-customer marketing strategies and create in-person experiences for your brand and customers before your competitor does. Our next guest, Erica Cool, set the standard for building a world-class branded community. When we filmed this interview, Erica was the VP of community at Salesforce and started the Trailblazer community at Salesforce 10 years ago, which has changed the way companies look at community. She recently left and has started consulting companies on how to do the same thing. Now, Salesforce has over a thousand in-person community groups and millions of online members. In this chat, we talked about the four best metrics for community, how they got to a thousand community groups, and what she would do differently. Take a listen. Okay, Erica, tell us what Salesforce is and what your role is there. Salesforce is a customer relationship management and a platform helps us connect to our customers in a whole new way. I run our Trailblazer community, and that is made up of things like our community in-person groups all over the globe, our Salesforce MVP program, our online community, and student emplacement programs. Where did the name Trailblazer come from? So it actually came from really actually my boss. <laughs> she, she thought it would be good to unite our customers and give them a name. And They've always been united by this common passion and love for Salesforce and for changing lives and for being lifelong learners and pioneers. And the word that that is, is a trailblazer. And so it stuck and made sense. And we put it on a couple hoodies and we had the zipper come right in between the trail and the blazer. And it just worked. It, it all of a sudden made you feel that you were part of something much bigger. It's amazing that it's such a familiar word and it's word used for all sorts of different mm-hmm. things, but it really feels now like you can't say Trailblazer without saying Salesforce. So yeah. it's kind of interesting how like this whole branding and marketing and messaging and sort of like the mission and like feels like this authenticity around, you know, the people and the customers, the people at Salesforce, also the customers that use Salesforce is all sort of like wrapped up in the identity of this sort of trailblazer community thing. Yeah, you're right. We have our own internal trailblazers as well. We earn our badges. We become rangers on our platform. We do amazing things to give back internally to and we earn that hoodie. We don't give that hoodie out to just anybody. You, <laughs> you need to earn it. And, and we are part of it because our trailblazer community is not just our customers. It's our partners. It's our developers. It's our employees. It's all of us. True story. I was in the San Francisco International Airport a few months ago. And I was taking an international flight and I saw this random person mm-hmm. wearing a trailblazer hoodie. And I walked up to him and I was like, I like, I know these people. <laughs> like, and he was like, whoa, like easy there, buddy. <laughs> like, but it was like this immediate thing that, and I've seen so many of them around the Bay Area mm-hmm. and in airports and other places. But it, it's really like even something as simple as that, like yeah. the hoodie that and it's a special thing. Like yeah. people are really proud of it. They're really proud yeah. of it. Yeah, they wear it and they're not forcing them to wear it. They want to wear it. They they love that identity and what they did to earn it and part of it. 
Yeah, it's really cool. So you have this amazing online community. You also have this amazing C2C community. Mm -hmm. Why do you think getting the community together in real life is important instead of just like making online do all the work or like cover everything you need to help them? I think that I've always thought that this was the special sauce to community, to making community hum was the is the combination of the two because nothing really can replace face to face. It's amazing for scale. Online is great. It's amazing to pull an entire world together because we can't all be face to face all the time. But there's just something really special about building connection locally. And then it also so not only that you build this wonderful local network because Salesforce is um, sometimes difficult and sometimes you feel alone and we can't be everywhere uh, running our events. We run brilliant events ourselves, but we can't be everywhere. So this allows them to build their own networks locally and feel like they have a a population to support them. But also it's just, um, it allows them to also interact more authentically online because now there's a face and it's not just a login or a profile, you know, the person behind it. And so you interact more with respect when you know there's a person behind that profile. So I think that's a really cool reason why it works really well. It seems to like there's so much discussion about the loneliness epidemic and how we've become less and less happy, the more and more connected we get online. And like, we have fewer friends than we've ever had in the history of humanity. And so like it, it's sort of, it's almost counterintuitive. Somebody's like, well, like, how can I possibly get so many people together in person that it has like a meaningful impact, but, but sales the trailblazer community, they have over a thousand groups. I mean, I, I like, I I can't even hardly wrap my head around it. I barely can. Hosting hundreds of events a month, 300, 300 events Mm -hmm. a month. So, I mean, what do you think, like, what has made this even possible? What have you done to build something so global and what seems to be at such an insane scale? I think we kept the bar really low. We made it real frictionless to be a part of it. Basically, when we said, do you want to do this? And if they said yes, we let them do it. So we didn't add a whole bunch of layers of bureaucracy. If they had the desire to run a group in their local community, we didn't vet that there was a certain number of customers in the area or, you know, how much product was being sold. It was like, do you want to do this? And then we said yes. And then we gave them the tools. We made the tools super easy. We made sure we had great onboarding documentation. We just made it super, super simple, as simple as we can for them to do it. Uh, we, We pay for them to get everything we put a swag store together for them to just go and order the things that they need. I think all these things are super critical. And we give them a brand so they can then start building their own brand and their local network and be known and, and even change their career. So I think those elements really drove growth. And I think our company also started catching on to the fact that this was an incredible channel of content then there are thousands of people that are wanting content and opting in to run these groups. And they are distributed where all of our sales are or all of our customer success, and they can all get engaged locally. So it was a nice combination, I think, of, of all those things. But one of the things I'm so impressed by what you do and your team does at Salesforce versus all any other companies and communities I see is like, you're really data-driven, mm-hmm. metrics-driven, yes. um, ROI-driven. and because of this, you have one of the biggest, you know, community teams that I've seen in across the technology industry anyways, is because you seem to have systematically sort of proven these things along the mm-hmm. way to get more and more investment. 
But are there any metrics that just even off the top of your head of things that you think about that around the community that you could just share with us about the value that it creates or has created for you or just the things the community has created? Are there any numbers or anything like that that you think of? Do you have how long you have? (laughs) (laughs) No, there's lots of numbers. And one thing that you asked is the success and growth of the community group program. And, And I think that did come with attaching a value to it because I think it was hard for us for a long time. We had distributed platforms and often people would come to me and say, how many meetings are you running? Or is there a meeting in my area? Or a sales guy would be like, I'd love to go and attend. And I wouldn't know. I I knew, but I didn't know. I didn't really know. And now I can run a report myself and I'm not that you know, I'm not even in the data every day, but my team has set me up with reports that if somebody's like, how many groups are in the Midwest region, I click a button and run a report and I can tell them in a second how many groups are in that region. Wow. And then I can also, and I, so that's, that's cool in and of itself, but other metrics that have been really, really instrumental to that growth, to that team growth have been able to tie to our, what's business value for our company. So being able to say that people that engage in our community and that attend these groups they are driving larger deals within Salesforce. They're they're creating more pipeline. They're adopting our products faster and they're staying longer as a customer. And these are critical factors to our to our business. And they they matter to every customer facing, they matter to everybody actually across the company and also case deflection. So these numbers are not small numbers. We're talking two and a half times more pipeline. We're talking two times larger deals. We're talking 35% higher product adoption. We're talking staying customer for three times longer. So these are no joke metrics and you can't argue with it. And if you want more, you just you just add a little bit more to the team and we just add bigger metrics. It's a formula wow. at this point. It seems like there's hundred different ways you could run these programs mm-hmm. and ways you could roll them out in different kind of content formats, things. But if I go to uh, the Trailblazer San Francisco, you know, kind of community, I see I see something for me as a developer. I see something for me as a marketer. I see something for me as an admin. I see something for me for, you know, if I'm in a university, there's all these different touch points and different kinds of events and virtual things and in-person things that I can do. I wonder just like if I'm starting a community or trying to really like find secret sauce, where do I even start with that? I can't do all of those right. things to begin with. And I'm sure you, you, that kind of grew over time, yeah. but like, where should I start to just figure out what's going to work for me? I think you have to be laser focused on what you're doing it for in the first place. And I knew exactly what I was doing it for in the first place. And it hasn't changed. It's just grown. So, but you do have to start small and then you have to start super strong. So whatever you do, whatever matters to you when you're starting it, you have to just do that incredibly well. For me, uh, I was an instructor and I taught admins how to set up Salesforce. That's what I did my first job at Salesforce. And I saw a need for when they left the classroom to have a a place where they could go to continue connecting with each other outside the classroom. And I just thought it was a shame that we didn't have this. So my goal was to have them have a place where they could answer each other's questions and continue sharing information once they left the classroom. I was focused on that and that alone. And you can quickly um, get diluted in things, but that was something I could measure and that was something that I could do. And then that just sparked more and more growth and I just added on from there. So you just have to be super focused on what you're doing it for in the first place. Could you just explain how you structure your community teams and the people that work inside of your team? Just like, what do you have people doing? What kinds of roles and jobs? I mean, just sort of not specific of each single person, yeah. but just generally, how do you how do you structure things? So it's changed. So it used to be broken down programmatically. 
So when we had somebody running the online community, we had someone running the community group program, we had someone running the MVP program. We reached a level of maturity where they were becoming siloed and they started competing against one another. That's the level of maturity that our community, so now they're broken down functionally. Instead of siloed in programs, everybody does everything across all of the programs. So they have all this knowledge that they share across and it's been such a great change for our organization. And our community managers are... They all do similar things, but we have them focused one um, primarily on content. We have one focused primarily on product management engagement, engagement within the company. And then we have one strategically focused on engagement in the community. So they have shared responsibilities and that's their focus areas. So that's just the community. And then because students is a newer part of our suite of stuff that we're working on, right now we have that programmatically broken down. Until it reaches fidelity and reaches maturity, then we'll do that functionally as well. Um, And then we have a placement because the ultimate goal for us is to get our trailblazers into amazing jobs, into their dream jobs. That's one of the major goals. And so we have someone trying to crack the code on that. And then finally, we have operations because this has changed the game for us is operations. We these numbers are crazy. This scale is massive. Our community alone has a million, over a million and a half, almost nearly two, two million members. And then the groups wow. and then the leaders and the MVPs, like we need operations. And so we have a brilliant operations, little mini power team as well. So we like to finish these podcasts by just asking you about if you could tell us about a community that you love and why you love it, maybe outside of Salesforce, yeah. you love Salesforce community, but what's another community that you're part of that you just yeah. think is doing a good job? I'm super inspired by consumer communities, actually, more than anything. Like I'm a huge fan of Strava. I think Strava does a brilliant idea. They have brilliant everything, actually, about Strava, the way they engage, the way they motivate, the way they filter, the way you can connect and share. It's just a fabulous community. Um, I think Peloton does a pretty awesome job as well. I really like the way Airbnb does their super hosts and their hosts and the way that they scale um, and rate. So I pull a lot of these things from these consumer, really innovative, cutting edge companies like that and try to build that framework into ours. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please leave a review wherever you listen to this. If you'd like to see more about how to create your own event community, go to bevylabs.com slash pod. Again, that's B-E-V-Y-L-A-B-S dot com slash pod.